0: Okay, good morning. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll get to Daf Chav in Maseches Yuma. Uh, we got to 15 lines up from the bottom of Chav Gimbal but if we start there, we'd have no clue what's going on. So let's reorient ourselves. 22 lines up, we're going backwards now, uh, hopefully in order to build momentum going forwards. The question was as follows. Remember, we started talking about the true Mas which was the first avoda of the day. The taking away of a portion of the ashes that were on top of the mizbeach, the lifting of it, truma. As we will see, what it means today. Now, uh, and we also discuss: is it the last avoda of the previous day or the first avoda of the today? Just like our learning over here, Bene Jacob Tar Zion: is this a night activity, Goronowitz, or is this the next day's activity? The issue today will be, and part, uh, partly discussed, is: is it an avoda? altogether. What do you mean, is it an avoda? Well, some avodas that we do have to have a kohen do them and wear big day kahuna. Those are really the signs of when you're doing an actual avoda that the kohen is doing. The Pasuk says, right, that there are certain things it says that there's certain things that you're supposed to uh, only have Kohanim do. And that's really going to dominate the beginning of the of the topic today, which is is the Trumas Hadeshan Considered an avoda that someone else could do, other than a kohen. That's called a czar. A stranger is called a, is what a non-kohen is called. So, can he do the avoda, what we call the avoda of the Truma And there are certain things, as we will see today, that, uh, even non-kohanim could theoretically do. Now, non-kohanim can't enter, um, in certain areas. We'll see. In other words, and, and then there's certain things where if a non coin does it, he's going to be Chaiv Misa. That's the most extreme case. Why, Why is it called Truma? So we're going to discuss that today. Excellent question, Goranowitz. So let's see. So first of all, let's just review. Yesterday, there was a machlokus to that effect. The Tanakhama said that Hotsa'as Hadeshen. That, this is different than truma sedeshin. So just to review again, the truma sedeshin was you take a section, a portion of and we'll see what what portion we're going to take. You can take a portion of the ashes on top of the Mizbech and ceremonially lift it. Truma from the word harama lifting. Now, the hotza sedeshin was really when you're cleaning it off. It's like taking out the trash. You take off all the ashes and you throw it outside. So there's a, there was a machlokas yesterday we brought up. The Tanakama said that the hotsah sadeshin this cleaning off of the ashes, was in fact considered an avoda, and you need Big Day Kahuna and you need a coin to do it. And, or, but really the machlokas was just about whether you need the full Big Day Kahuna to do it. And Rabbi Eliezer said that even a Balmum and presumably a czar would be able to do that avoda of Hotsa sadeshin now, 22 lines up, we started off yesterday with a machlokis Reish and Rabbi Yochanan as to whether this machlokis with regards to Hotsa's hadeshen also applies to true masadeshin in the same way. In other words, do we also have the same machlokis by true masadeshin that whether it's in Avodah or not, or, right, do we say that, no, the true masadeshin that ceremony that we've been discussing up until now, everybody holds that only a coin can do. But that machlokis of whether only a coin can do it or not was only with respect to Hutzah Sedeshin. That question in itself is a machlokas, re shlokas, re shlokas, So now we say, amare shlokish. Kamachlokas, behotzah, kach machlokas, beharama. Shlokish said, just like we argue with Hutzah whether it is a, right? Rabbi Lezer and the Tanakama argue with Hutzah whether it's actually requires a coin, so too we say beharama. Rebbe Yachran, be shlokas, behotzah that no, that machlokis is only by hotza. aval beharama divya kol avodahi. But everybody holds that the true ma which we've been discussing, that's what's called harama, everybody holds that that's a real avoda. Umar my time at the vishlokish, why does vishlokish think that true ma itself could also maybe not be an avoda? Amarlach, because he said, isal kadayitach avodahi, because if it was real avoda, yesh l'cha avoda shek'shera b'shnei kelim, is there such a thing as an as an avoda where you don't have to wear all of the big day kahuna. What is he talking about? So there's a famous pasuk that we lay in all the time. It says, So, with, in the context of the true masadeshen, the Torah specifically says that the Kohen is wearing his, um, his tunic, right? His cloak and his, his like, um, it's, it's the coin's version of undergarments, right? The, the the pants. But it's not really pants like we say, it. it's like the pants that you wear under the cloak, which is sort of like an undergarment. So he's wearing his undergarment, his gotchkis, we'll call it, and his cloak. So you see, in the Torah, he's only wearing those two big, uh, big day kahuna. So the fact says Reish Lakish, that he's only wearing two out of the four Big De Kahuna, shows that he doesn't have to wear all four Big De Kahuna, which means that you don't need an actual Kohen to do it. If you needed a, in you know, other words, a Balmum, or a zar or a Kohen not wearing all the, all the Big De Kahuna, those are all the same, considered the same thing. In order to do real avoda, you need to have a Kohen wearing all the Big De Kahuna. The fact that he's only wearing two of them shows you that it could be done with a zar or a balmum because, after all, he's not being required to wear his whole lavosh. So that is Reish Lakish's proof because he sees in the Torah that it only mentions those two. Big day, kahuna, out of four. However, so then, what does Rabbi Yochanan do with this? The Yochanan, galei rachmane b'ksonim echnasayim adin In other words, Rabbi Yochanan is going to have a different reading in the Pasuk. He's going to say that when the Pasuk told you that you're wearing, he looks at the cup half full. When the pasuk mentions only two out of the four big day kahuna, it's to show, it's to tell you that he's in fact wearing all of the big day kahuna, and it is intended to also include the other two big day kahuna, which are in fact the hat and the belt. Says the Gemara, "Humai Why did Rabbi Yochanan, if in fact he, the Torah meant to uh, refer to all four big day kahuna, why did they only mention the tunic and the pants?" Midovad. Well, there's a reason for each one. With regards to the cloak, the tunic, it says midovad. Umidovad. Umidovad. It uses an interesting lashon. Doesn't say his jacket. It says midovad. Midovad is to teach you the following lesson. Mido kimidoso." There wasn't one size fit all, fits all. It's not like if Andrew and Goranowitz uh, each did kahuna, they would have just the same size tunic for everyone, and it would just fit everyone differently. No. It, everyone had a fitted cloak. That's what you learn from Midobat. Okay. Michnes Why does it say Michnes evad? It's mentioning the Michnes evad al-besaro to teach you a different lesson. Again, not it singles it out because it wants to teach you a different aspect of the lesson with regards to Big which is that you're supposed to put on the... Underpants uh, first. We're going to call these underpants because they weren't under the tunic. So those are supposed to be put on first. Okay? Not supposed to put on anything before that. So the Gemara says, Reish shlokish. what is he going to do with Mido and Mido So Reish shlokish Mido, He agrees that it means Kemidoso. However, Mido, in other words, the, it could have said Kutanto, but it says Mido. So Reish Lakish, in other words, does not need, necessarily, uh, to single out these two things, right? (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Reish Lakish is basically going to say that, yeah, you can learn these things uh, in general for the Big Day Kahuna, from the fact that it says Mido, but that does not mean that all the Big Day Kahuna necessarily need to be worn. And similarly... Um, In other words, that too is learned from al And therefore, it's not like Reish Lakish needs to use those psukim for something else. It's an interesting formulation here. You know, normally we say, oh, he learned something entirely different uh, from, from that limud, and that's why that's the machlokis. They have a different resorah for what the limud means. Here, you don't really need a different resorah so much for what the limud means. In other words, those psukim could be teaching those two things irrespective Right with regards to those two big dekahuna, really irrespective of whether you need to wear all four big dekahuna or only two of the big dekahuna for the avod of the true masadeshin, because that's not uh, as relevant. In other words, you can really fit this interpretation of the pasuk into either approach. And so the gemara is recording that in fact we and and do in fact do that. And so we still have a machlokas as to whether you need to wear all four big dekahuna for the true masadeshin or not. So now the gemara is going to say, well. This real this machlokas is really just a reflection of whether the truma sedeshon is considered a real avoda or not, or whether it can be done by a czar, As follows says the gemara name a ketanai. Just say that this machlokas um, right, amaraim is a reflection of the following machlokas tenaim. The, the machlokas says al besaro. The pasuk says, as we said, that the underpants need to be worn right al besaro. Okay, the michnasayin matal madomer yilbash. So what is the Torah saying by saying Yilbash again? Again, the pasuk says Vilavashakohen midovad u'michnasayvad Yilbash al besaro. It could have said Vilavashakohen midovad u'michnasayvad al besaro, and we would have known that that's referring to Vilavash. It would go on the original uh mentioning of wearing, but it says Yilbash again. So why is it saying it again? Lahavim Rav Neis Lahar Rama Diber Rabbi Yehuda Machlokis Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Doisa. Rabbi Yehuda says that in fact. Um, this sounds very much like the Machlokas of Yochanan and Re- Re- Shlokish, where where it looks like Rabbi Yehuda is taking the position of Rabbi Yochanan that you have to also wear when it says Yobash the extra Yobash is teaching you that the remainder of the Big Day also have to be worn in the performance of the Avodah of the true Masadashin that when it comes to true Masadashin you also have to wear the hat and the belt however, Omer big day coin Hakipurim sharing the coin a totally different thing. In other words, according to Rabbi perhaps you would say that he holds like Rish Lakish that you only have to wear those two begodim when you do the Truma Masadeshin because it's not really an avoda, and therefore the yilbash the extra yilbash is not teaching you that you wear the rest of the big day kahuna when you do the Truma Masadeshin, but rather something entirely else, which is what that on Yom Kippur. The Kohen Gadol wears, as we know, um, whereas during the rest of the year, the Kohen Gadol is wearing Shemona Begodim, right? He's got the gold, he's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. On the on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol is very dressed down. He's got only four, a lot more like a Kohen Hedyot, although we'll see, there may be some subtle differences, but he looks like a head Hedyot on um, Yom Kippur. I always have this actual dilemma i Kipper Kippur, Andrew, do you like to wear your talis? Because I have a talis with a nice fancy atara uh, that atara actually got me for when we got married. And, and I have a talis, like the plain white one. And I always think, like, maybe on Kipper Kippur, I should wear the plain white one. Because, like, it's Yom Kippur and it's atonement. I don't want to go in looking like a schtaltzy hacker. So I don't want to go in with bling. So there is obviously uh, some precedent for that. And so I always thought that that's kind of appropriate because that was, in fact, the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. He didn't wear his bling. He was wearing his white clothing, um, uh, the four begodim. Now, those four begodim are very similar to a Kohen Hedgoth. So that's what Rabbi Dosa is saying, that if when the Kohen Gadol wore, once he wore those begotim on, can, can you have hand-me-downs? That's the question here. Once the Kohen Gadol's worn the four begodim on Yom Kippur, can a Kohen Hedgoth subsequently... Uh, wear those on a regular day. Subsequently, that's what Rashi is saying over here. The last um, uh, three lines over here in Rashi, Rabbi Dosa Omer, and he's saying once you learn right. But Big Day Right, that's what the Kohen Gadol wore in Yom Kippur. The four Big Day Lovan. in that, that that the Kohen head can get those as hand me downs. And then you learn that from the word. Yil bash. Okay. Now, to that, the Re- 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 uh, Rebbe was not happy. Rebbe challenged Reb on two accounts. Says Rebbe, I'm a Rebbe. Stay us, The two things wrong with this idea of Rebdosa, of wearing the hand me downs. who have As Rashi explains, first of all, the Aavne, the belt of the coin godol that he wears of the four begadim Kippur is made out of pure linen. As opposed to the avnate of the coin, the belt of the coin headyard is made out of wool and linen, and it's the shatnes. And therefore, and we learn, of course, that shotnaze can be worn in the avoda, and it's as say, but be that as it may, it's not exactly the same clothing. So how would you possibly be able to wear it as a hand-me-down? That is issue number one. And issue number two, which you may have intuited, is that Begodim, the ode, Begodim kadusha kala, of course, was, uh, very uh, right was very emphatic about this. That the you're gonna we say malin Right, we typically say that once something has been used for the highest honor of being used by the kohen gadol kipper Yom Kippur, you're gonna then lay it out the pasture and use it for something less. Right, which is the regular avoda during the day, even though that is in fact you know, a tremendous honor, it seems to be a violation of this idea of taking something from a high, from, typically we only go up in Kedusha, not down. The mis- uh moment is you only, this is what garanots was saying before we started, you only want to get better and better at exercise and at learning and everything. You only want to keep getting better. So why would you step down these the, the from the uh, um, Avoda of Yom Kippurim to regular voter with these clothes. Can you even do that, right? Can you use something, a tashmish kedusha, uh, for, that was used for one thing, for something that is even of less kedusha? So that can't be, says Rebbe. So therefore, this idea that Yobash is teaching you that you can wear those bugadim is can't be teaching you. In fact, the the coin headed can wear the hand me downs of the coin gadol from Yom Kippur. Therefore, what does Yobash have to mean? As we finally arrive at Chafdalat Ramadalef at the still um, manageable and obnoxious time of five fifty one a.m. LeRabos es Okay, that is to teach you that you can even wear in general in general. This is not uh, this is not talking about or anything like that. It's talking about, in general, you're allowed to wear Yilbash as long as it's kind of wearable. It, you're allowed to wear worn Big Day Kahuna, as Rashi is quick to point out, the top Rashi. In other words, you can't wear torn, tattered clothing, but you're allowed to wear uh, worn clothing. It doesn't have to be brand spanking new every time. You're allowed to wear worn Big Day Kahuna and still continue to wear it. Okay, that's Shachim. Now, now about the Yom Kippur, the Torah says at the end, it says, We know that the Kohen Gadol, after he finished his avoda, right, he would take off the four Begadim when he entered, right, when he entered, and he left them there. In other words, that sounds like once he finished the avoda he no longer wore them anymore. Nobody was going to wear the big the kahuna of the kipper anymore and they were put in Gneezah. So, Dosa Omer, the coin Whoa, but as we said, Rabbi Dosa, Rebbe had an issue with this, but Rabbi Dosa is going to allow Koen Hedra to wear the hand-me-downs, which, by the way, I think uh, we had already mentioned that the composition of the Avnet, of the belt, was actually, whether it was the same or different, was a subject of Machlokas. It was like a Tosfos, I don't think it was Beferish in the Gemara, but we have made an allusion to it. Rebidosa, Dosa, I, I guess, would have to hold that they were the same composition, uh, uh, not like Rabbi. But, be that as it may, what's he doing with this idea that, that they need to do geniza, right? Rabbi Dosa is saying that you can wear the hand-me-downs. How so? Sounds like you're putting these big-day, uh, of the coin, head, uh, in geniza. So, Rabbi Dosa, Omer, that in fact, they could still be worn by koin coin head as hand-me-downs. Umatam, nicham sham. So therefore, what does the pasuk nicham sham teach you? Not to put them, uh, in geniza, uh, forever, but rather, that they can't ever be used again on Yom Kippur, but to be used as hand me downs on a regular um on a regular weekday by Kohen Hedjot they can be, which is surprising. And again, Rebbe's other objection of Mylin Bakoshvain moridin, is in fact um is is, is still in fact uh, a good question. Okay. So now we're gonna link this machlokas of Udon to Ishlokish of finally. Again. So again Rebi, who the hell the Truma Sedeshin requires for Begodin? Right? My lava haka Maybe Maybe that sounds like this exactly the same machlokas. The marasavar right? That Rabbi Huda held that you need to wear the four begotten because he holds the true miscedession is a, is a bona fide Umar savar lava Whereas Rabbi Dosa, who says that you can only, you can just do it in your dungarees and cloak, he is talking about that it's not an avoda. Ah. Oh. So now the Gemara says, no, that can't, that's probably, that doesn't have to be the machlokas. Why? Fascinating, uh, reinterpretation of this. Lo. Their machlokas as to how many begadim uh, it's alluding to in the pasuk it doesn't necessarily mean that they think it's an avodah. Rather, the he. Maybe, no, it's, it's probable that they all agree with Rabbi Yochanan's assertion that the true sedation was certainly an avodah. And rather, the machlokas is about this. The exact opposite of what you thought. In other words, Rabbi Huda, who says that the pasuk is teaching you that you need four, uh, bagadim, is teaching you that you need the pasuk uh, you need an extra leaven from the pasuk to teach you that. In other words, it's a chiddush that it's an avoda, and it's a chiddush that you need all arba begadim the Truma adeshin, as opposed to Rabbi Dosa, who tells you that the pasuk does not need to teach you that you wear all four begadim for the Truma adeshin is in fact saying you that telling you that because it's obvious that you need to wear four begadim because it's so obvious that it's an avodah. This is like what Rav. Uh, uh, you, have to, you have to look up on why Torah or Rablachman Blachman Shlita and Reb Meish Taragin Shlita were having a discussion about the mitzvah of Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. And the question was, the Ramban famously says that it's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. The Rambam doesn't mention that mitzvah. So you'll have different mefarshim, the Megillus, Esther, or whoever, you'll have different Mefarshim say, well, the Rambam held that it's a uh, mitzvah Kiyumis, Nachiyuvis, or maybe Gimel You'll have all these different uh, ideas thrown around. Reb Blachman said exactly the opposite. It's exactly what we're saying here: that there's certain fundamental things like avas Hashem and yiras Hashem and chinuch and midos. Right? Those aren't mitzvos. Those are fundamental values. Right? They're fundamental values. Midos uh, mitzvos is when you are just uh, right, right? When you have this discrete right command that Hashem says, "Do this, do that." It's like action items, right? But these are not. Certain things are not action items, but are fundamental beliefs. So he says, according to the Rambam, this is the way Rablachman said it. According to the Rambam, Yishuv Eretz Yisrael is a fundamental belief. We all know that we're supposed to to live in in Eretz Yisrael. And that's even more fundamental than a mitzvah. According to the Rambam, Yishuv Eretz Yisrael Nebuch, it's a mitzvah. In other words, it's an action. It's only an action item. According to the Rambam, it's more fundamental than that. That was Rablachman's shot, pshat. So that's exactly this. In other words. Um, Almost exactly this. In other words, the, whereas before we thought, Ravdosa maybe thought you can only wear your your, your underpants and, and cloak to do the avoda, because it's not really avoda the Truma Sedeshan. Now we're saying, no, that we just don't need a Pusuk to teach you that you have to wear all the Dalad, uh, Big Day Kahuna, because it's obvious that Truma Sedeshan is an avoda, And therefore you use those psukim to teach you something else. Okay, so now we're eight lines down on and Vidalif, and we have the following question about the Truma Sedeshan as follows. Bari Rabbi Avin, I think this was Gemara's question. Rabbi Avin wanted to know: Trumas Hadashin how? What's the shear of Trumas sedashin We're not so familiar with the mechanics and the anatomy of this of this mitzvah of this uh, vodah, I should say. Uh, how much ash has to be taken away? So he's comp- contemplating two possibilities: Mitrumas Meiser Yelfinin La. Do we take it from the Trumas Meiser, which from the, the Right, exactly. So we're going to get into why it's called Truma. This was exactly your question. Mm-hmm. In other words, Mitrumas Meiser Yalfinanla? Do, do we take it from the one tenth Truma, the Meiser, that the Levi takes from the Meiser that he gets and gives, and gives to the coin? So is that where we learn that term? And therefore you would have to take a tenth of the ash? Oh, Mitrumas Midyon Yalfinanla. The lesser known Trumas Midyon. What happened? We conquered Midian and we, and we divided the spoils. Uh, if you look at the source of there, it's, it was 500th was separated out. If you look at, at, at the psukim. So, anyway, that was a whole hawk when we had the plague because of this, of the seduction of Midian and 24,000 died. Calendrical coincidence, isn't it? That 24,000 died in that particular plague because they're in the midst of the Omer where 24,000 Talmudian passed. Anyway. Okay. So, that is the question. Do you learn from Trumas Meissner or Trumas Midian? Now, Tosfos right away jumps in the very top and says, what do you, how about from Truma, right? We have something called Parshas Truma in the Torah. And that's a totally different Truma, right? That's, that's, we call that Truma Gadola. Why don't we use it from that? So, it gives a variety. You see, it's a nice sized Toastfos. Gives a bunch of answers. Simon Wolf thinks the best answer in that Toastfos is that it's not a set amount. In other words, the Truma Godola, we say, we estimate that you can give, and an average dude could give 50th. But it's really, masha'hu. so that that we're not assuming. We're assuming you need to take off more than the granule of the Truma Sedesh in order to do it, and that's why these two Trumos are the most likely uh, candidates to be the paradigm for what the Truma Sedeshan would be. So be that as it may, the Gemara discusses it as follows. Tashma, the Tani Rabbi Chia, Rabihia is gonna take the lashon that Garano it's honed in on and he's gonna say, What does the let's break down the word truma. Like when we hear truma, we just assume tithe. We just say tithe. As if we know what the word tithe means. So we we figure it means like like giving a tenth or whatever. But no, Truma is from the word vehim, right? Lifting. So the tani Rabihya, Nemarkan Veheirim, right? It says in the Pasuk, Veheirim esah, Right, it says midovad. Again, we'll read it again. He's lifting right the ashes. So it says there he's lifting the ashes. And with regards to the korban mincha, it says v'heirim. In the korban mincha, you lift a kometz. Right, it says in the korban mincha. As you know, you bring the carbs and you have the flour. Right, we know famously that you take a coma, it's a fistful, so to speak, of that flower. And so in both Sukkim it says Vehirim Vehirim. So namar kan vehirem, venear la halaland vehirim balahallandukumso ma- afkandukum. So that's the amount of ash that you take out in Trumas Hadeshan, just like the korban Minchov of the flower, very analogous, and you lift it up with a fistful. That's uh that is what he's saying. So Vehirim, more so than Truma. So even though we call it Trumas Hadeshin, and rightfully so, we're learning it from Beheirim S, right? Um, Mikumso, Misolosam Mincha. Very nice. I had, I had Burnbam screaming yesterday as we're learning at night. He says, Why is it learned from Trumagado? Why is it, say, why don't we just learn it from Beheirim of, uh, of the Solos Mincha? And I kept telling him, just calm down, read, just read. It's, so you're ask, you're Ravina and Arvashi tonight. You're asking all the questions the Gemara asks. Okay. All right, so now 14 lines down, Chabdallah and arba so Now we're going to get into what is the punishment for a czar, what a non-kohen, as we said, is called a czar. And, uh, interesting question. What would happen to, what if, what if a woman is a kohen? Um, you know, the women did not do the avoda amikdash. So you have here, uh, whether you have a, a kohen, um, a non-kohen, a coin not wearing the begadim, wearing his dungarees. All of those, um, I think presumably are uh, included in this isser. Now, we don't want to talk about that because it sounds very severe, uh, with regards to, right, but, but we say over here the lakute halachas is quoted in the Rambam and ilchas Beis miktash. They're quoted in the art scroll as saying that the laws stated here apply not only to non-coin, but also coiners' tame, or not wearing the begadim. Or even one who didn't wash his hands and feet from the kior. So you imagine you have a coin who is wearing the big dekahuna and he's a coin, but he did, forgot to wash his hands. Now he's going to be Chay of Misa for doing this avoda. That's very, very intense. Anyways. So now obviously to be Chay of Misa, it means it's a real bone, what we'll call a bona fide avoda. So we're, now we're going to understand. We're going to bring out the parameters. There are only certain types of avodas you need to meet a certain criteria, in other words, you can have a lot of different avodas in the base of Mikdash, like for, you know, taking out the trash, or, you know, setting up the lamps and the wicks, is also avoda. The only avoda that is explicitly said that probably could be done bizarre by, like, Agzeres HaKasov is the Shechita of some of the, of some of the um, as, we, as we talked about. It. We always assume that the Shechita is the holiest part, but really, the zvika Kasadam, as we'll see, is really where the Ritsui is, as we've already discussed. That that having been said, so they're all tasks, right? They're all technically avodas. But there are only certain types of avodas, as we will see in the Pasuk, where if anyone other than a Kohen that's washed his hands and feet and is wearing Big De if they attempt that, they're in fact chayev Misami Desha mine. Uh, it's a lav And they're going to be Chaiv Misa On top of that Midei Shemaim uh, For all the avodas Other than these Special avodas Where you're Chayv Misa Midei Shamayim, You're actually going to get malchus 4 So let's see What the parameters are Amarav Do so have like A whipping room Where they get they, Well we learned yesterday I don't know about The whipping room But they did have A special whip with, It's a whole thing Okay Amar That's a good question Did they have like A special area um, Oh let's see uh, it's not going to mention it now, but we'll just keep going through Shas, We'll find if there's a, a whipping, a whipping room. <laughs> to the whipping room, Gurano, it's chas v'shalom. But <laughs> you're saying like you probably would spend a lot of time in the whipping room in the basement? No, chas v'shalom, not at all. Amarav. Arba avodas zar misa. There are four types of avodas where the zar, we'll call it, is going to be chayvele misa if he does it. And they are the Zrika, as we discussed, the sprinkling of the dam, the haktara, the burning of the incense, Nisuch HaMaim, Venisuch HaYain. Right? And the Nisuch which we did famously on Sukkot, and the Nisuch which came with every Ola and, and Shlamim, and also the Chattas and the Ashram of the matzora. Okay. So all of these things are things that only a coin wearing Bigli Kahuna and totally Torah could do. My time at the Rav. Where does Rav come, with this, come up with these avodas? Why are these Dafka these four? So it's the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, and listen carefully, Okay, so very interesting. The Pasuk says like this. Hashem is telling the Kohanim. He's telling Aaron Akon, really. Which means you guys are exclusive. You have to watch that only you do this. So, for what? For anything having to do with the Mizbeach. And also, uh, from the Mizbeach and within. Mizbeach means inside of the Paroches. And you should do an Avodas Matana. So, this is where Rav is going to get all this. An Avodas Matana. What's an Avodas Matana? We'll see. So, uh, in this sort of cryptic pasuk, we're going to see all the clues for which avodas require all the big day because it says that you have to be very careful. Nobody else can do this. It has to be dvarmi's beach and inside the paroches, and it has to be an avodas matana, which we'll soon see what it means. And for that, I gave you etenes kunaschem, the hazar, Hakarev, you must, And for all of those things, only the Kohanim exclusively could do it. Azar, if he does it, will be uh, subject to misa B'videi So, the phrase that we're going to hone in on here right now is avodas matana. What does avodas matana mean? So is going to explain. Avodas matana velo avodas siluk. So the first thing is, Trumas adeshin is not going to fall into this category because in Trumas adeshin you're doing what? You're taking ashes and you're just taking off the Mizbeach. That's called avodas siluk. Avodas matana means, we'll call it like, right, a productive offering, putting, latet, la right? App, something, applying something to the mizbeach, not taking something off them is mizbeach. So certainly, um, uh, true we would not fall in that category. What does va'avaratem avodas matana mean? Vavaratem means avodatama. That it has to be a complete, discrete avoda where you're doing beginning and the end, and it's not like a preparatory avoda for some other subsequent, uh, completion of that avoda. As the Gemara says, Velo avoda shiyesh achareya avoda. Not like a half job, as the Tar says, right? My wife will say, uh, take out the garbage, and there's three garbages, and I'll take out two. Even though technically it's a two thirds job, I'll say. But the point is, it's an incomplete job, Granowitz. Anything incomplete, she calls a half job. So she's right. So, in order to, uh, so if you're doing a whole job, that is an avoda. A half job, not an avoda. Okay. So let me ask you if I clean up the base makesh the base make this, Yeah. I clean up this show. Right. Is that a just as much as anything else? So 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 you ask a good question. In other words, some of these things we were talking about this with uh Birnbaum last night. In other words, um some of these avodas, are they do you call this an avoda? Do you call this a mitzvah? Well, do you make a bracha? Yeah. So, I think it's avoda, and I think you do not make a bracha on most of these uh, avodas, but that doesn't mean that it's not, you know, avoda is like tfila, like, it, it, it's, 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 it's right, oh. right? All of those things oh, are true. the things upon which, this is, goes back to the first conversation we had, these are the fundamental basic things upon which the world stands. So, you know, to say, to, to, to minimize it, so to speak, to quote Rav Lachman, to, to constrict it, I should say, uh, by saying, oh, it's, it's, it's just a mitzvah, an action item, might be limiting it. it might be even more fundamental than that. That's uh, a very good question. Anyway, so that was Rav. Now, the Levi, Rebbe, Rabbe Rachman, Dvar Hamiz Now, Levy, okay, held, right, that what? That the true Masadeshen was also an avoda. So if you hold that the true Masadeshen is also an avoda, how do you understand that? Because it has to be avodas matana. How do you understand that you, that that idea of avodas matana with respect to something where it's a vodas siluk? So the answer is that Rabbi, when it says the chol dvar the it's like a Prat uklal. We'll see. The Gemara is going to address this Prat uklal. But where you're saying the klal is you're including anything that having to do with the Mizbeach, even if, if it is, according to Levi and Avodas, Siluk, it's still going to be something that's going to have to be safeguarded by the Kohanim exclusively, and if any czar does it, they're going to be chayav Misa Midei Okay. Now, Verav, what is he going to do with this L'chol Mizbeach? He's going to say, Ahul Ha'asui Yishev Ha'azol Shebifnim he, Rashi is, is explaining that this is talking about to teach you that the spritzing on the parochas is also to include that those things are also things that cannot be done by Azar and that's what that Pasuk is, is teaching you. So the question then becomes how does Levi learn that those Hazos are also going to be chayv misa for zar if he needs the Pasuk for uh, Truma sedation? So It says, Again, as we often see in these Rushas. The rebuy, the extra lettering in these Psukim are teaching you uh, the extra limud. Okay. So now back to Rav. Rav who holds the Truma Sedeshan Nanovoda. The Rav, hold the var lodarish. He simply just does not hold of that drasha and that's how we often resolve these kinds of uh these kinds of questions with regards to the drashas. Now, Levi, he again holds that the Truma Sadeshan right, is, uh, is an avoda for which a czar would be chayv misa and that the Chol Dvar Mizbech is referring to that. So okay, says the Gemara. The a czar is a non-Kohen. Oh, 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 the literal word is stranger. Stranger? Yeah, in fact you know, when I post the Sheer I, I say uh, <clears throat> I usually have like a blurb about what the topic's going to be. So today's topic's going to be the stranger or maybe a stranger's in the courtyard. We'll see. So zar, but it, but it means a non coin. okay. So ve'ema l'chol dvar mizbeach klal. Let's say l'chol dvar mizbeach is a generalization for everything having to do having to do with any avoda related to the mizbeach. Why does it have to? Why are we saying? Uh, and if that's the case, this is the question we were saying before. That's the klal as we said according to Levi. So Levi, if you're saying l'chol dvar mizbeach is saying that anything to do with the mizbeach, but still avodas matana prat. Still the pasuk says avodas matana. In other words, the fact that the Chol Dvar is comes to include everything might not help you because the way we usually do these um, her, the way we usually do these midos Shatorni Drashos Mehem, um, these Drashos, is when you have a Klal of the Chol Dvar and then a Prat of Avodos Matana, then Klal Prat, says the Gemara, Ein Bechlal El Prat. Right? That you take that Klal and then you minimize it to the prat, and the prat is in fact avodas matana to which the trumas is excluded. Says the Gemara, avodas matana in avodas low Therefore, trumas even if you hold that the chol includes it, then the 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 part of the pasuk that says avodas matana comes to exclude it. How does therefore Levi? Hold, the that truma Sedeshan is still considered an avoda that's exclusive to the kohanim. To which the gemara answers, Amar Kra, As we turn to Kedalim and Beis, it says when la It has to do with the continuation of the pasuk. When the pasuk says and uh, talks later about the paroches, right? It says that only those things, right, within the paroches but not those having to do with the Mizbeach. So, so it's only inside the Kaddish Kaddashim, So in other words, the Mi'ut of avodas Matana is referring to that portion of the Pasuk that's referring to also inside the Kaddish Kaddashim. Because remember, the Pasuk actually talked about the Mizbeach and then it talked about the Kaddish Kaddashim. Now, remember, just to review, there was the Azara and the Mizbeach HaChitzon right and the ramp that we talked about in the first mission of the second parak was outside the heichal wow. the heichal was the thing that was shaped like an our uh, like a lion right the heichal was where you had inside the right entering into the heichal you had the ulam you had also and that only the coin could, could go into as we said yesterday for tzedakah coins stood up in the ulam Only the Kohanim could go into that entrance. And, you know, when we discussed in Erevin, the opening to that entrance, etc. When we discussed the Kohen Sarif for Sappara, he needed to see the entrance to the Heichal. So the Heichal, okay, now, the Heichal has the first section that you pass when you go into the Heichal is the Shulchan and the menorah. That's inside the Heichal. And then you walk past that and you have the Paroches, and you have the, well, you have the Shulchan, the menorah and the inner Mizbeach, we'll call it. You walk past that, you have the Paroches. That, and behind that, as you're walking west, is the Kaddish HaKadoshim. So, so far, we're only talking about the Mizbeach HaChitzon and the Kodesh HaKadoshim Bifnim. Right? So there's two different parts of the Pasuk. One part of the Pasuk is talking about anything that has to do with the Mizbeach, what the Kohanim could do. And the second part is El Mibes LaParochas, inside of the Parochas. So that's what the Gemara is saying now. Right now, the Gemara is saying that Levi is saying that, the, that it's inside the Kodesh HaKadoshim where you dafka need avodas matana and not avodas siluk. Habachutz afilo avodas siluk. But when it's outside, that part of the Pasuk isn't modified by the avodas matana. That part is referring to any avodas on the Mizbeach, And therefore, that would also include, according to Levi, the true masadeshen. But then the Gemara says, if that's true, v'avadatem nami. Well, it also has the word v'avadatem, again, um, inside. So, el mi bayis le hu in other words, there was another criteria, right? We talked about two criteria, avoda siluk, and we also talked about it has to be avoda tama. It has to be in a, a, a complete discrete avoda and not a preparation for another avoda. And so therefore, when it comes to inside, if you're going to say that, right, if you're going to say that inside the Kodesh HaKadoshin, Anything that you do inside the the, the paroches is going to be required that it has to be an avoda matana. Then it should also be an avoda tama and not an avoda sheishacharey avoda. Both of those things should apply to those avodas. Ha bechutz afilo avoda and then the converse would then result that outside in the regular mizbeach, so to speak, in right in the azara. There, even an avoda avoda should be okay, according to Levi. Um, however, right, Levi does not hold that. Levi holds that when it comes to right, Levi splits it. Levi holds that when it comes to the mizbeach, it has to be a complete, discrete avoda, but it does not have to be an avoda smatana, as evidenced by the fact that the Truma adeshin, right, is 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 going to be right. So, so that's that's the issue. When they came out of the desert, did they go right to Shiloh and build the same base of Mikdash as the desert? Oh, when... Yeah, so... so oh, was the Mishkan in Shiloh the same as the Mishkan in, in, uh, in the Midbar? All right, all right. <clears throat> so true. now we're not talking about the Mishkan, talking about the, uh, the base of Mikdash. Yeah, uh, that it's in the itself, but yeah, they carried the same Mishkan. So, so now, again, Levi holds, just to get back to this, that, again, he's going to say that Yashuma Sedeshan has to be done by a coin. Now the Chumas Adeshen is like a litmus case because it is an avoda tama, right? It is a complete avoda, but it's also it's an avodas siluk. It's not an avodas matana. So why is Levi, if you hold one limud, why do you not hold of the other? That's the question. So the Gemara answers va'avadatem, the the phrase you should do the avoda includes also hadar arvekra by adding uh, and. To this, it goes back and 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 it just it links everything back to what they said before with regards to the mizbeach. So therefore, that's how Levi would say that a czar is going to be Chay of misa only for the trumas adeshen, but only outside in the chater, but not if it is performed in the kodesh kedushim. That it bring, that that it's basically that's how he slices up that pasuk. Very fascinating. So now seven lines down, chavdal bays by Rava. Rav is going to ask, well, if that's the case, avodas siluk behechal mahu. What would Levi say? And this is what we were describing before. As we said before, that's there, there's the inside of the paroches, which is the Kodesh kadashim. There's the outside in the azara, which is going to be the Mizbeach. Okay? So we already said, we already just outlined, that Levi holds very specifically that inside the Kodesh kadashim, right, it has to be both an avodas matana and a complete avoda. Whereas outside, like as evidenced by the truma Sadashin, it has to be a complete avoda, but it does not have to be avodas matana because it could even be an avodas siluk. So the question the rabbi wants to know is, what would Levi say with respect to an avodas siluk, not outside and not inside, but rather in the heichal? In other words, as we mentioned, there's the shulchan and there's the menorah, there's avodas that are done in the heichal, but not in the Kodesh Kodashim. Would Levi consider that to be like outside the Kodesh Kodashim and like the Mizbeach? Whereas even if it's a siluk, it would be okay. Or would he hold like that it, that it, once you're inside the Heichal, it's like the Kodesh Kodashim. It's no longer outside in the Azara and it's not okay. So that's the question that Ravah has. What would he say in that, in that zone, intermediate zone? Lifnim midamin lay or lachutz Is it considered like the Kodesh Kodashim or like the Azara? So the Rav. So after he asked the question, it was rhetorical. He answered it. He said, Hadar pashta mi base ul mi base that it, that it doesn't just say mi base la paroches. It says ul mi base, which referring right. So that pasuk which is saying mi base la paroches, which is referring to the Kaddish Kadashim. When it says ulmi base, presumably it's also um, to include the heichal, and therefore the same halachas that would include in the kodesh Kadashim, That's Levi would hold that of the avodas of the heichal as well, and therefore it's two zones: the azara, and then once you pass the threshold of the heichal, that all all of those avodas are going to have the um, the other criteria, and therefore um, they're going to need to be in order to be chayev. Um, in order to be Chayiv Misa Bidei they're going to need to be an Avodas Matana. Okay, now, that was with regards to Avodas Siluk, right? So, so, he, so he holds that you're going to be Chayiv for Avodas Matana there. But the Gemara says that that may not be true. That it might be that the Avodas Matana is not going to be Chayiv. Why? Because says the Gemara, El-Miata, should see that it's a Shulchan L'Chayiv. Well, that would mean that it should mean that if you have a zar doing the avoda. What's he there as a shulchan? Laying, that, laying out the breads. So he's laying out the lechem upon him on the shulchan. And so again, you have Dan here. He's walking around. He's organizing everything. So if he was organizing and taking my tefillin as he does every day or most days, if I put it in the wrong place, and he sets it up properly. So Dan, were he to set up, as he does here, the lechem upon him properly on the shulchan, he, should be, he would be chay of me so because he's not a coin. So he should be chayev, because after all, it's a avodas matana. And he's doing it inside the heichal, right? Don't forget, the shulchan was inside the heichal. Oh, Says the Gemara, no. ikasidur yeah. sidur The reason why Dan wouldn't be chayev misa, I mean, he'll get malchus, don't worry, it's still in a lav. But the reason he's not going to be chayev misa bidei Shamaim is because ikasidur yeah. sidur is because it's not an avoda tama because there is a subsequent step. In other words, remember we said it has to be an avoda tama where it's discrete and complete. There, is, that is not the completion of the avoda. Setting up the breads is just part of it. Afterwards, you have to arrange the spoons of the levona on the table, and therefore it's part of a larger shulchan avoda, and therefore is in the clear. Okay. Now, based on that, see bazich in So, okay, so let's say Dan, as he does, took it all the way. He arranged not only the bread but also the spoons of the levona. Would he then be chayev? Says the gemara, no. Ika siluk No. After that, you have to remove the levona and then burn it on the mizbeach. So, in other words, it's, this is part of a process. It's not a discrete uh, Avodah with a beginning and an, with, a, with a beginning and an end. A few more minutes here. Says the gemara, zar al So, as we said, now we're inside the. Now we're inside the Heichal. So what about the Avodos of Menorah? So the Gemara says, psilo. Yeah, you have to put a wick. So in other words, again, this is going to be a process. Okay, so let's say, psilo So let's say he put in the wick. So says the Gemara, Well, you have to put in the oil. Okay, so, so what if he put in the oil? Ika you have to light it. Hidlik so let's say he did light it. Says the Gemara, an amazing idea. The lighting it is not really considered an Avodah because kindling it, as the Mepharshim explained, it's not really work. You kind of just put a match there and the thing lights on its own. So as the Gemara, lighting a fire is not work, V'hatanya. but we said, V'nosnu b'nei Aaron hakoin eish eish. that when, this, when, when the Kohanim placed the fire, Right, that was a real avoda. They would put the esh on the Mizbech. Right, we learned that the kindling of that flame, right, uh, of the wood, that sounds like you need to have a full bona fide coin, not a czar. And they have to be wearing their big day kahuna. So, how is it, therefore, that not, how is it that you're uh, implying or saying straight out that lighting is not, in fact, an avoda if we see a source that lighting the original flame of the day is an avoda that requires kohanim with big the kahuna. says the Gemara, salisa avodahi. That initial lighting is a real avoda hadlaka lava avodahi, but the lighting of a is not. How's one work and one not? So, Rashi explains that when you're lighting it initially, it's real work because you have to, you have to light the entire thing, and until the entire thing is lit, it's not really Considered a lighting, and you have to make sure that it's working. So that's real work because it has like a real discrete accomplishment that you're doing there. As opposed to lighting the menorah, it's the actual, so to speak, avoda is to get that flame to go, and that's not real work. So we'll pick up here tomorrow in the two dots in the middle of Chavdalid Amad Beis tomorrow. Maybe there's not two dots, but in the middle of Chavdalid Amad Beis. Shkach.